Some moves to be made and some questions to be answered, as Mackay Becton is likely out yet again for the entire season. I'm Glenn Naughton with Jet Nation Radio and JetNation.com. Be sure to log into JetNation.com where you can register and become a part of what is the most active Jets message board on the web. As you know by now, Mackay Becton likely done for the year. He left the field yesterday with trainers limping off after just two plays into the team period. Initial reports from head coach Robert Sala were that the team was not very concerned, the knee looked stable, and they were awaiting more results. This, of course, possibly damage control as the team was looking to add Dwayne Brown, not wanting to tip their hand. Hours later, we learned the team is a little bit more concerned because the follow-up tests aren't as encouraging as the preliminary tests. And hours after that, we hear from a couple of different sources that the expectation is Becton, while he's awaiting some second opinions, that Becton will miss the entire season, second year in a row, and it means Joe Douglas has to get to work. First things first, though, feel terrible for Becton. He put in the work, he came to camp ready to go, and the knee, same knee, different injury, uh, that knee lets him down. I believe they said a bone chip in the knee that will require surgery that will shelve him for the season. So Becton done for the year. Joe Douglas now has some work to do. And really, obviously a no-brainer to go sign Dwayne Brown. You had him in the other night during green and white. Everyone in the organization stopped by to say hello on the sidelines. From all the way at the top, Woody Johnson, Rex Hogan, Robert Sala, Joe Douglas. Everybody came over to say hi, make him feel welcome. Reportedly mutual interest. The team reportedly already conducted the physical. Joe Douglas did say the wheels were in motion. So the expectation should be that the Jets add Dwayne Brown in in the next 24 to 48 hours, if not within the next 10 minutes. But I would expect Brown to come in. However, given the severity of Mekhi Becton's knee injuries and Mekhi Becton's sheer size, and I'm not saying this is what what I'm hoping for because it's the last thing I'm hoping for, but you have to expect he's done. You You can't put any weight in Mekhi Becton coming back. Maybe he does. Maybe he's great. Maybe he fulfills his potential. Fine, but if you're Joe Douglas, you have to operate with the belief that Mekhi Becton is not going to be able to contribute to you in the future. What does this mean? This means that bringing in Dwayne Brown is a nice stopgap move, but you still need a starting tackle to take that spot. And this isn't, well, at least on paper right now, this isn't a great tackle class. So to me, Joe Douglas should be looking to sign Dwayne Brown and also give the Chicago Bears a call about Tevin Jenkins. Jenkins was a guy I loved coming out of Oklahoma State. Kind of hoped they would move him. Kind of hoped he would be a Jet and he would play opposite Becton. Now, as it turns out, he's a guy they might want to trade for to replace Becton on that right side. Some some concerns in Chicago with Jenkins. He has reportedly fallen out of favor with the new coaching staff. Not uncommon when a new staff comes in. They want to put their stamp on the team. They may not like a guy. Some Reportedly some maturity issues. They haven't loved his approach, but you know what? You trade for a guy, you don't give up a premium pick, you're getting a potentially premium player. Jenkins was viewed as a, a, a very good player coming out of college. And he's got he's got a very high ceiling, nasty, nasty mauler in the run game. And you extend George Fant, because I, I tweeted this a little while ago. I'll, if you call George Fant in your office today to tell him you're flipping him back to the right side to accommodate Dwayne Brown, give the man give the man a contract. You keep flipping them side to side, back and forth to save you every time you, somebody gets hurt. That I mean, that right there should tell you how much value this guy has. He can You're comfortable with him playing the left or the right, playing both positions well. Yes, he's better on the left, but he can play the right well enough. And there aren't a lot of guys in the league who could do that. Insane athleticism for his size. 
team guy. I say you extend George Fant, trade for Tevin Jenkins, and sign Dwayne Brown. And now you've got Brown on the left, Fant on the right. You flip Fant again next year to the left with an eye on moving Jenkins to the right. Don't give up a ton for Jenkins in case it doesn't work out. No one's saying give up a one or a two. If you if the Bears want to unload him and you can give him a day three pick, make a move. I've seen people say maybe uh you know maybe you send Denzel Mims. Listen, Denzel Mims right now, as as excited as we are that he got himself in great shape and he's having a strong camp, he's not done anything yet. Now maybe you wait a couple weeks. Maybe Denzel Mims preseason or not, if teams see him go out there and light it up and look like the player he was coming out of Baylor or better as he's a stronger guy now. Denzel Mims was considered by many to be a first-round talent. If he comes out these first one or two preseason games and makes a couple of monster plays, now he's got some trade value. Now teams are looking and going, okay, there's the guy we saw at Baylor and perhaps a better version. So let's we're willing to part ways with a player to get Denzel Mims. And maybe that trade happens eventually. But right now, until you see him do something against a defensive player in some setting, Denzel Mims' value, I don't believe, isn't enough to get a Tevin Jenkins. If it is, fine. So be it. Make the deal. But I don't think if you're Joe Douglas, you can go out and sign Dwayne Brown and just be done. And again, not a strong draft class this coming season. At, at least that's that's not the, the belief at this point. Not a lot of top 15, top 20 tackles, which you have to imagine will now be the Jets' top target come draft time. They're going to have to replace Mekhi Becton. May as well get get a guy like Jenkins, who's now been in the league for a year, who's who's been through it a little bit. Not obviously not a seasoned veteran, but he's also not a wet behind the ears day one rookie. So that's that that's Joe Douglas's really his main his main concern right now is getting a guy for today, who's going to start getting ready and will be ready by week one to start. That's Dwayne Brown. But Tevin Jenkins should also be on their radar. There are some some other free agents out there. Brandon Shell, um, who you would have on the right side. Not a great player, but again, he's probably going to give you better than what you would get from what the Jets have on the roster. But I still think Dwayne Brown on the left side, George Fant on the right, might be your best option. If you go Fant on the left and Shell on the right, you could do worse, but I would prefer the other combination. And in, in terms of what it means for this season for the O-line, it's not the end of the world. We were talk, you know, we've talked a lot this offseason about how good this old line could be if everyone stayed healthy. It was a big if, and Makai Becton was the biggest if. Matter of fact, I discussed that on last week's show. Now that Becton is done, this old you don't go from a potential five to you know top five, top ten old line, which is what this team could have been with Becton. You're not now all of a sudden 29th or 30th because you've lost Becton. You've still got a stud guard on the left. You've got a stud guard on the right. You've got a really good center in the middle. And you're going to have George Fant on whichever side he's going to be on. So you've got any, you know, the floor right now on this O-line is average in terms of each individual player. McGovern is probably your worst player, and he's average to above average. The other guys, better than he is in their spots. Fant, you can make an argument if he moves to the right, becomes an average guy. But either way, there are no sieves. There are no there are no slugs on this O line. If you're bringing Dwayne Brown, there's still no slugs on this O line. You still have four really good players in place now. You add a fifth. You're looking at a middle of the pack offensive line. Maybe you're maybe you go from being a top five or ten to maybe the 15, 16, 17. Not the end of the world. Things could be a lot worse, and we're all well aware of that, aren't we? So in terms of Becton, however, the injury itself, there there, I don't know if the media is going to press Robert Sala today. 
but somebody has to. Because if you're keeping an eye on what's going on on, on Twitter and the videos that are floating around, and Rich Samini, Rich Samini tweeted out after the Beckton injury that Beckton looked uncomfortable during drills while the team was getting loose. And then you see a video, I believe it was SNY, it could be wrong, floating around of Beckton very clearly limping and even more clearly doubling over, grabbing his knee with both hands, clearly in pain, clearly. And we've heard Robert Sala say, listen, if you've been watching football for any amount of time, you've heard coaches say it. When guys get injured, what do they always say? Got to protect players from themselves. They're not going to take themselves out of the game. You got it, you know, it's it's on the staff, it's on the coaches to pull a guy and sit him down. And he may not like it, but it's what has to be done to protect guys from themselves. And there's Makai Becton, uh, you know, you're hoping is a corner future cornerstone for your franchise, coming off of a major injury, weighing probably 350, 360 pounds, and he's out there doubled over, grabbing his knee in pain and limping from drill to drill, and nobody pulls him. And two plays in, you lose him for the year. That warrants some questions, no? And I, I like Robert Sala. I like him. But somebody there failed. And I won't say Sala failed. Listen, he's not watching. There's 90 players out there. He's not watching all 90 guys. But somebody on that staff had to have seen Makai Beck. I mean, given his importance, his situation, there should be someone watching him at all times. Spent medical staff, I would imagine, right? So either nobody was watching, which isn't isn't a great sign. I mean, again, Rich Samini picked up on it. Surely someone who works for the team would have noticed that Becton was laboring and in, you know, obvious pain. But they sent him out there, two plays in, lost for the season. I'd like to see Robert Sala get pressed on it. I mean, really, and, and this is even this isn't even a criticism of Sala. They'll be, you know. On the one hand, I want people to ask, but I know it's going to be met with, you know, canned answers, do everything we can as a team to, you know, keep an eye on our players. Uh, you know, we, we expected Makai to have some discomfort, so we weren't alarmed. It's, you know, it's, as part of the rehab process, he was going to have some discomfort in that knee. Um, so you're not going to get a great answer, but it would be nice if someone tried to get one and see what happens. But seeing what happens is what we'll do for the next 24, 48 hours as the Jets look to bring in a replacement. Of course, they're going to say they're very comfortable with the guys they have in place. They are not, nor should they be. So expect somebody to come in, maybe some surprise names. I don't know. But Dwayne Brown, as we said, the obvious guy, Tevin Jenkins, the guy I would love for them to make a move for and to try to move forward with him at a tackle spot. Again, not a premium pick. Mid-late rounder, if that if that gets it done, then just make the move, make it happen. And try to rebuild or, you know, try to try to solidify the tackle position once again. Best wishes to Makai Becton. Dude put in a ton of work. I hope he does come back and I hope he does dominate. Um, I was one of those people, you know, I, I, I put my money on him this offseason and said I thought he was going to come back. I thought he was going to come into camp healthy and I thought he would dominate. Um, obviously it didn't happen. I was wrong. It happens. I'm certainly not going to celebrate the injury. I've seen a little bit of that, which is a little bit, you know, to each his own. But Jesus. Um, but that'll do it for now. We'll catch you next time. And uh, Jets open up Friday night, the preseason schedule against the Eagles. Who's at tackle? We'll find out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.